All right. Good evening, everyone. God is great. All right, so let's get into this because uh, we have uh, so little time and so much to do. All right? So little time and so much to do. All right, so we've been talking about entering in, and uh, just so we have a proper momentum, we have spent some time with talking about moving with the Spirit. So I will write that in your notes somewhere and put it in bold, underline it three or four times, highlight it, but moving with the Spirit. So we're going to start with that, and we're going to end with that, okay? We're going to start with that, and we'll end with that, <laughs> right? So... So moving with the spirit. And, and so we spent some time explaining how all this stuff takes preparation. And I know that's what's so tough because a lot of times we want to just get right to it. But everything takes a level of preparation. Even in the, in, in the, throughout the scripture, I gave you an example. Of, they built, oh, look at all the labor it took to build Solomon's, uh, not Solomon's temple, but the temple of God and Solomon's temple. I think the temple of God may have took 13 years. Solomon's temple took seven years. Uh, I have a, uh, one of my oldest Bibles, an open Bible, and then the Bible has uh, graphics and pictures. It has a picture of the temple. It's like a mini city. Like he built <laughs> like seven years. So you, so I was uh, talking, I was at uh, in Richmond, Pastor Duncan, and, you know, uh, it's, uh Wellington Boone is his, his spiritual father. Uh, uh, had a good time talking to him. Uh, actually, didn't know he grew up in Newark. Uh, so we, uh, but he was told that if you build a church, you know, pastors build a church, a lot of times they should take two months off. He said, it's so stressful to build a church. And in our day and age, well, it would take, take what, a year or less to build a church? But it's so, you know, you got this inspection, this pop-up, this, this person's not doing what they're doing. So, Solomon? 13 years to build God's temple, seven to build his house. That's 20 years of building. Well, but all that preparation. And then it said after they prepared everything exactly the way God told them, after everything was prepared exactly the way God told them, right? Like, like and it, it wasn't all spiritual. It was put this brick over here, paint this this way, right? Uh, line that over, do do it right. But, but it was some 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 specific things they had to do. It said the power, the presence of God came in. It said the spirit, the priest couldn't stand the minister. Uh, when I was in uh, uh, one of the ministry schools I went to, one of my professors from Zaneville, Zanesville, Ohio, he said, uh, so he, you know how you had to line up the people in the back, so he was his guest speaker, and he's in the spirit, he started getting in the spirit, and he said the, the, the presence of God came in the church. He said, so by the time he walked up to the pulpit, everybody had fell out, and when nobody preached to, they was gone. I mean, it fell out, everybody fell out on the floor, because the presence of God showed up. Right? Yeah, so that's what happened to the, the people. The priest was like, man, we got the temple. It was like we went to the celebration, the ribbon cutting. You know, everybody got these people that have stuff to say. So the priest went to speak, but they couldn't. They, they, they fell out. They, couldn't nobody say nothing because they prepared things a certain way. So if we, if we take the time to prepare ourselves, we can experience the presence of God. <laughs> y'all going to be glad y'all came to church today. Boy, oh boy. All right, so, so, so the scripture says the hour cometh and now is when, keyword, true worshipers. So there's worshipers. Some are true and some are not, right? So you just can't go by people sensationally looking like they worship, right? Right? Sister Deb, you can't just, some people are really genuinely creating an atmosphere for God, right? See, it's not about our emotions here. It's not about our sensationalism. We're really, you, you got to really, see, you can't fake walking in the spirit. You can't do that. You can go around people, say all the right, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, the fourth, the sixth, seventh, and the eighth dispensation. You like, you can say dispensation. Yeah, yeah, they must be really spiritual. 
you know, you can, yeah, you know, see, so, you know, I was, I was praying, you know, I, you know, got through the, uh, uh, the outer court, got into the inner court, you know, then finally broke into the holies of holies. Oh, now they spiritual because you know the language. No, 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 no. This ain't just conversation. This is real, right? Whoa, oh, God is so good. All right, so, so, so it says, uh, true worship worships the Father, what? In spirit, not in the flesh, not in our feelings. If you're really worshiping God, you got to be in spirit and in truth. So, so all our front has to be gone away, which it has to be a, a abandoned. You know, like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, has a, so I was in a, a service. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go tonight, but I was in a service and, um, and, uh, so I'm not going to get into all of it because of time. We only got a little bit of time here, but put it this way. The spirit hit. I yielded to the spirit. I'm running around this church, feet going hundred miles an hour, arms frailing. I'm like, like on the outside, Keith not going to do that. Not Keith from Newark. Like, I ain't, no, no, no. But on the, so, uh, no, on the inside, Keith's not going to do that. On the outside, I was like, well, I don't have no, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I mean, it wasn't no, you know, wasn't no, like, two-step and no style. You know, wasn't no, you know, wasn't no crazy legs. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't no, you know. Y'all probably don't even know what crazy legs is, but, you know, it's a little freestyle. But anyway, so. It wasn't none of that. It wasn't none of the stuff I had learned to do. It was, I, I, was, I looked like a fool. I really looked like a fool. But guess what? So, so, so that means there's no, there's no reputation with that, right? Like, I, I'm totally yielded. Like, <laughs> then I end up falling out. I mean, there's thousands of people here. This is a major conference. Um, uh, Brother Kenneth Hagen was a minister in this particular conference. You know, and, and actually, he, it must have, something must have happened because he stood over me like this. He started talking, and he was looking at me, but it looked like he was looking through me. You know, him and Kenneth Copeland, I experienced the same thing with both of them. But anyway, <laughs> see that? See, I set that up. All right, so <laughs> it all makes sense here a little bit. All right, so, um, so, 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 the spirit and truth. It says, so God, so, so the thing is, God is everywhere. We know that, right? He's, uh, Omnipresent, so he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. That's what that means. Um, that was one of the words that stumped me at Good uh, uh, Good Neighbor Baptist Church when they sent me by myself. The guy said he had his Sunday school book said God is omnipotent. I came back the next week. He was uh, omniscient. I well, which one is he? Who's this guy? Because you know, you send a little kid to church like first grade by itself, and ain't nobody. You know, like you got your kids, you can like this is what he mean. This is, well, wasn't nobody there. So I'm just like, man, every week God different. But then they said so. They said, said God is omnipresent, everywhere, right? So God is everywhere. Sometimes we go with God's everywhere. Where is he at? God is everywhere, but he only manifests in prepared places. God's everywhere, but he don't manifest everywhere. He manifests where you can see his, his, his realness and his presence in prepared places. No, 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 not emotional places, not fronting places, not religious places, you know, not, not uh, uh, eloquent word places. No, in prepared places, right? We got that so far? So, so we, we want to prepare ourselves. So, so when there's praise and worship, true praise and worship, every God-given instrument of obedience should be sounding out in agreement. So whatever's in the house, if it's, if it's praise, if it's worship, if it's gifts, if it's horns, drums, organs, vocal cords, everything should be harmonized. See, and when everything is in agreement, that's why I love Fast Week. Because more people set themselves apart. Now, we still ain't got to, like, the fullness of it, which is all going to make sense here in a little bit, right? But, but it's been, we keep going to levels. But it looks like we're going to levels, but what it is is more people getting in agreement. More people are maturing. More people are setting themselves apart. But if everybody's in agreement, what happens in a, listen, I might not have nobody to preach to. I might not have no one to preach to. Because everybody be laid out in his presence. 
walk right up in his presence and so saturated the place goes this madhouse everybody out of control so that's that's when everything that's when we were totally entering in entering so don't let yourself be muzzled the bible says let everything that has breath praise the lord don't let yourself be muzzled like how could you sit in god's presence and not be excited about it and create an atmosphere for it like we show up to experience god right Excuse me. <laughs> we show up to experience God. Uh, Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything has breath, praise the Lord. So now it's about an atmosphere, right? Remember Lucifer. Lucifer used to be the worshiper, right? He was the archangel or the prince over worshipers. But he got uh, high-minded, overconfident, and was like, who, why you got to be God? And without... There was no negotiation. You know how, like, you know, at your job, you do something crazy, and then they call you in and talk to you. Well, they're supposed to in some cases. They call you in. Sammy, what you doing? Ah, oh, see, you see that all wrong, man. You know, I just had a moment. Like, you try to keep your job, right? No, 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 there was no conversation. Because rebellion can't be allowed in the, in the heaven realm. Selfishness, I, can't be allowed. It said he fell like lightning. So now him and all his, the people he was overseeing, the other angels, they left. So now there's God is seeking worshipers. And they that worship him must worship him in the spirit and truth. That would be us, right? Seeking worshipers, seeking for us to worship. And so all this is creating an atmosphere. Remember, uh, uh, Lucifer used to, I gave you this a while ago, probably when we started this thing off. It said when he moved, it said his pipes like when he moved, it created music. It created an atmosphere for God's presence because in his presence is fullness of joy. Right hand pleasures forevermore. His presence creates power. Uh, uh, the anointing, uh, uh, Isaiah 10, 27, the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God, right? So it creates an atmosphere for his power, right? And so, so now he's seeking us to worship him. You know, some of us sing, some of us play instruments, whatever. But he's singing for us to use our gifts, right? To create an atmosphere. That's why we have to be in agreement when we walk in the house, right? We have to be in agreement because it can create an atmosphere for God's presence. That's why you got to watch what you're listening to in your atmosphere. Because it can pull you out of the presence of God. You listen, well, it made me feel good. It made you feel good. While you were feeling good, it was slipping you right out of the presence of God. But you felt good the whole time. Then you look up, how did I get here? Right? So you got to watch what you're listening to because music is atmosphere control. It's atmosphere control. Look at when you uh, decide to slip back into your groove. You, I'm going to call it your groove. You call it whatever you want to call it. Now, be honest with yourself. Start writing down how your week go. And then now... Triangulate that back to what you allow played in your car. I'm not, it might be just stuff you like. But triangulate back to your week. Uh, okay, some of y'all uh, trying to get promotions. Some of y'all dealing with certain staff. How was the staff uh, that you were supervising? How they flow that week? How was your sales that week? See, you told yourself, man, it's just a tough week. No, it wasn't no tough week. You, see, the, the atmosphere wasn't wasn't right. You didn't you you allowed other stuff in the atmosphere because it sound good. It feel good. Why? How else is it supposed to sound to get you out of the presence of God? Sound bad? Man, that is some ugly music. I'm leaving the presence of God. Is that how it worked? Or is it like, man, that sound? Hey, 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 that sound good. Oh, that sound. Uh, I, I could be flicking through the channels. You know how they had the channels with the old stuff like back in the day, stylistics, whispers, Manhattan's dramatics, Blue Magic. You know, this temptation is to, you know, man, I ain't, I ain't listen. I ain't got my little groove and that in a while. Y'all might not know who those people are, but, you know, you might be listening to them, though, because the young people be listening to the Blue Mondays or whatever. They just don't know the artists. I know all the artists. I can tell you who wrote the song. I can tell you the, the lead singer. But, but one of my, ooh, well, I won't say the name of the group. One of my favorite groups, people know me, know the favorite group. I, I, I ran into the guy. I met the guy. As I used to see him, man, I used to see him sing. He would get, to, get on his toes and sing. Everybody in the, all the women in the building would be crying and screaming. And, and I was like, wow, like this dude is something else, right? 
And so, so I ran into him. But when I ran into him, I was like, that can't be the guy that I see singing those notes. There's no way he's out here on the corner at the bus stop. There's, there's no way, man. It can't be. So I'm looking. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And I, I, I'm about to say his name. I said, man, you look like uh, He said, well, that's, that, that's me. And I kept running into him that year. But when I was running into him, I was running into him. I would see him like in the back of a car in a dark alley driving. And he, you know, you see, he wasn't kidnapped, but you know, like when somebody kidnapped and they looking out the window, like, help me. He wasn't kidnapped. It was, it was like, he, he remembered me. And he was like, man, he saw me here. And he saw me here. He was embarrassed. But that same person was breathing through that music that I like. But he's on drugs. I left that part out. See, it's, it's, it's music, atmosphere control. Come on, I gotta, I gotta keep going here. All right, so that's so so again, we're trying to set an atmosphere, create an atmosphere, atmosphere of agreement. So 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 just like I learned from from the uh, music team, is that you know, that's why I got kicked off because I wasn't on the right note. <laughs> Instead of I can't be all prideful, I wasn't on the right note. And then if I'm on the wrong note, I was, it was creating a, a trickle effect. You know, so this other person's on the wrong note too. She said, she said, you throw them off. See, see, you can't, you can't be coming clean with people, man. They're like, yeah, pastor. <laughs> then, then not only that, I'm advocating for all of us that's on the wrong note. Well, you know, we need to hear. So put the mic and in, 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 uh, give us a mic. So we can hear, because Pastor Mel had strategically put us in positions where we didn't have the mic, but that was on purpose. So if you're on the wrong note, you're not loud, right? I ain't know that. I was like, well, well I, I used to can hear, because my handicap is I need to hear you. Like, if I'm singing with her, I, I, like, I can go through the chords with her if I'm singing with her. Now, you put it out there by myself, I might be all over the place. So I'm like, babe, babe, what you doing? You know, we just, I understand what they're going through. We need mics. And she's like, dude, you're going to make me say, I don't want y'all to have mics until you're on the right note. Why? Because we had to be in harmony. Right? Same thing. We got to be in harmony. We got to be in agreement. Man, it's not, it's pastor. You go, pastor. You, you spend time with the Lord the day you're in that word. Present is present. That, that, that's my pastor, boy. That's my No, no, no. We need to be spending time in the word. Present is present. Because what? It creates an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Trina, you've been around for a while. So you've seen the different levels of the church growing. But you see the different presence of God that shows up. One might, or, or even, hopefully, hopefully I don't get embarrassed on this one. But even the word that's coming out of the vessel has grown, right? But do you honestly think, finally, pastor is at another level, boy, because I, if I heard that level again, no, I ain't going to do it, me. It's the demand. It's the agreement. It's the atmosphere. I, it's, I said that one time. I think me and you was talking. It's like, man, I just want to see God. I said, well, it has something to do with the people. She said, she said, uh, uh, Richmond, she said, baby, you look like a whole nother person. I said, well, it was a whole nother demand. I, uh, you guys was with us in, uh, Wadesboro. Don't put, see, see, it's, nobody in there was, was taking us for granted. Everybody was just like, oh, <laughs> like they was, just, just, I, I had taught them before, but they was on their heels. Power guy moved, folk laid out all over the place. God snuck them too, like it looked like the service was over, right? <laughs> right? Right, so, so, so what happened is there's, there's, there's something in the atmosphere when there's expectation. Man, I've been in a room with eight hockey players. Uh, what's the team in Columbus? Columbus uh, whatever the Columbus team is. Blue Jackets, the, the, the professional hockey team. I was in there with just eight guys. Presence of God show up. Because what? They, they, they eating it up. They expecting. So something happens when you're expecting. I'm, remember that, right? From earlier, right? Expecting, right? All right. All right, so keep, keep, keep that in mind. So we said music creates an atmosphere. So let's go to 1 Samuel 16. 
First Samuel 16. Man, and, and try to just stay locked in. Just try, don't think about your schedules. Don't think about nothing. Um, God wants to do something today, all right? Um, and I'm just setting it up. I'm setting it up for you. Look, look, I'm preparing it for you. <laughs> preparing. You got to spend some time, you know. Like, I, well, first of all, I do like cooking. You got to get all the spices and stuff together. You know what I'm saying? You got to prepare that thing, man. You just can't. And if you do it right, boy, that thing be tasting good. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, have y'all focus on food. But, but we're preparing something, right? God said, I'll prepare a table before you. So music creates an atmosphere. So 1 Samuel 16 Verse 16, it says, let our Lord now command thy servant, which are our servants, which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. And it'll come to pass when an evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand and thou shalt be well. And Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man that can play well. (laughs) Look, how come he couldn't just play? He had to play well, right? It doesn't say that. It says, and bring him to me. So we just drop down to verse 23. And it says, and it came to pass when the evil spirit uh, from God, which means this is the uh, Old Testament, which was written in a permissive, permissive sense. So if you read that in Hebrew, it says, and it came to pass when the evil spirit was allowed by God uh, upon, uh, was upon Saul. Because remember, we talked about this on, on Sunday. You open the door. You, the evil spirit can come. So Saul had to open the door. God just didn't stop the spirit because Saul made a choice. Remember, we talked about the cursing and the blessing on Sunday, right? All right, so so again, I didn't want to do seminary stuff, but it is the Old Testament was kind of written in a permissive sense. All right, so the evil spirit uh, from God was upon Saul. Look, that David took a harp and played with his hand so Saul was refreshed and was well, and look, the evil spirit departed from him. So, so, so when that, when the, when the, when, when the evil spirit comes, and everybody's in agreement and harmony in the presence of God, creating an atmosphere, what happens? That that spirit goes right. But the the spirit is trying to get you to magnify it. We're supposed to be magnifying God, right? You got me so far. Creating an atmosphere, right? Because we want the presence of God to show up. And so we talked about it's, it's, it's not, um, it's a lifestyle. It's not just something that we decide to do on Sundays and Wednesdays. Right? It's a lifestyle. It's, it's how we want to live all the time. And so some of us just say, well, time for church. So I'll get myself ready 10 minutes before church just to put on some worship or something, go on to church. No, 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 it's a lifestyle. So we're trying to create momentum, just like each sermon connects. Like, like, like I have to be mindful of this stuff. I mean, it has to connect. We're building a case. Because if, it, if I just leave a sermon in a vacuum, then it, it's going to inspire you in that moment. But if we don't add the layers, that's like going to school on Monday when you first learn how to uh, do the alphabet. And she gave you ABC on Monday. And then you come back next Monday and you're going back over A, G, G, G. No, you go next Monday, go D, D, F. Well, you're going to forget ABC. They don't do that, do they? They keep layering it throughout the week and layering it. Even with the, uh, the multiplication or the, the addition, it, you know, uh, one plus one is two. Then you got this, uh, this book and you're reading through these stories that says, now if Johnny had one apple, and then he went and got another one, what's, what's the outcome, right? Then, by the time you get to Wednesday, teaching them brought in a bunch of apples. Hey, here, I got an apple over here, and then I got an apple over here. These apples together equals what? They're layers. So we have to do that at church. It's layers. We have to do that with the anointing. We got to layer that thing. It's a, it's a supernatural lifestyle. We got to build on the presence of God. We just can't keep hitting and missing when we show up at church, all right? You with me so far? So we said it's a supernatural lifestyle. So it's an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit because that's the key to operating in the supernatural. So I got to live with the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit come upon you. That power comes with the Holy Spirit. So I have to talk to him throughout the week. I have to pray in the Spirit throughout the week. We talked about that, right, Stella? 
right? I had to keep praying, building a uh, uh, Jew 20, building myself up, my whole, most holy faith. So when I'm feeling funky, I'm praying in the spirit. Not, man, I can't believe this is happening. Man, you ain't got no time to be the, the, rehearsing that. You got to keep praying. And, see, when you feel funk, it's a demand on the spirit. But don't respond in the flesh. That, that don't work for you, right? You got to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the, just keep praying. Every, look, every time you feel something, pray in the spirit. Every time you feel fear, pray in the spirit. Every time you get tempted to be lazy, pray in the spirit. Build, your, build yourself up. When, you, when, when it seems like it's insurmountable at the job this week, pray in the spirit. When sales look like they funky, man, I got to pray in the spirit. Because you know, sometimes you pray and then sometimes you think you're praying, but you ain't praying. You're just thinking. You get distracted. So what happens is the funk comes to remind you, pray in the spirit. Right? The scripture says pray without ceasing. That's how you pray without ceasing, pray in the spirit all the time. I'd be on the basketball court praying in the spirit. No, for real. <laughs> Driving, praying in the spirit. Why y'all singing and teaching, praying in the spirit. Right? How often do you pray in the spirit? Right? Interesting, interesting, interesting. It's a lifestyle. All right, so we said the gifts of the Spirit are, are the vehicles of manifestation. And we talked about, this is about demonstration of power, not uh, enticing words of man's wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5. I'm not going to get into that. And so we said it's not enough to know this stuff. Right? It's about demonstration. So remember we explained to you that knowing benefits you. So if I know God's, you know, God's real and, and he has gifts and his power could show up, uh, it gives me confirmation, hey, God's in the room, right? God's here. That's the knowing. But demonstration benefits others. It gives them confirmation of his presence. People can show up around you, and when something happens and it manifests, that gives others confirmation. So, so I got to press in his presence, Minister Sammy, until he manifests, and the people around me go, I don't know what's on you, what you're doing, or what happened, but God's. It, it, it's something, something on you, God. You know, just like, you know, being in a, in a, in a hotel and the guy comes and says, who are you? Because I, I, something's, something, something's on you. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. But, but something's, something's happening in this place, right? All right, so you want to press into his presence like that, right? But imagine if we collectively bring that presence in his house. We're so filled up, we're overflowing with his presence when we show up. Imagine what's going to happen, which, uh, all right, this is just, just leading us to something. So, 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 don't, so we said don't mistake the knowing for demonstration. Knowing is the unseen. Demonstration is the seen, right? All right, so the natural man doesn't understand these things. You know, he, it's just hard to wrap out with his mind. So God can move, and the natural man is always looking for a reason. That's the tough thing about you can't. With your natural, you can't bend God's supernatural to your natural mind. Like it just doesn't make, like, that's why it says that it's foolishness to the natural man. Because the natural man hasn't been at that level to understand. So the natural man says, well, if I can't rationalize it, meaning if I can't control it with my mind, if I can't manipulate it the way I want, it's not real to me. But this whole life is about believing. So, 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 he says, they came, he came into his own, they believed or not. Man, come on, what's this dude doing, man? Look, they was calling Jesus, that got to be of the devil. He was healing folk. They was like, man, see, that's, that's, that's the devil. Okay, so the devil is trying to make sure somebody that was infirmed and cursed is now healed. It didn't even make natural sense. But they, since they couldn't process it and they wanted to excuse it because all their religious practice wasn't producing what Jesus did. So Jesus producing what he did scared them to a point where they decided, hey, let's call this the devil because if it's not the devil and it's God, then we got to go to another level. And we don't want to go to another level. We're comfortable right now with our mind, our intellect, our religious practices. Look, uh, Paul, remember, they ran him out the city. They ran him out the city for, for, for healing folk? No, no. They ran him out the city because, remember, they was worshiping uh, pagan gods. Uh, 
and the blacksmiths and everybody start going to the, the you know, it's politics. They start going to the, uh, the, the, the hierarchy. It's like, man, listen, man, we losing business with this dude. We had all these people believing that statues can save them. That's how we's making all our money. And Paul gonna come in here and talk about some real God. Man, man, we can't run with that. We need to get that boy out the city. Because people, as much as people want to believe, they're scared. Because what it takes to believe is to let go. What it takes to believe is, is risk looking stupid. Like that we talked about Sunday, freedom. It takes freedom to believe. You can't be bound and believe. That's the difference between a great athlete and a sorry one. The great athlete just believe against all odds, regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of like the little girl that was uh, trying to jump on the, uh, the little, kept trying to uh, do the, the, the jumps on the don't give up. She just believed. She just kept believing. As opposed to some of us, if we were that girl, as soon as we failed the first time, it's over. I fell. Some of us, after three or four times of falling, would have been like, come on, man, this is, this. you just trying to get me to do something that you know I can't do. Or we would have came with this line. I've, I've heard this oh, a couple of times from my grandson. When you see this, yeah, I'm talking about you. Uh, that's because you're older. Can't nobody do this. You're asking me to do this because you could do it. No, it had nothing to do with age with the little girl. It's up here. It's belief. It's belief. Belief is automatically saying it's gonna, you're going to be an unbelievable. You wouldn't need belief if it wasn't unbelievable. What would you need belief for? Right? Okay. All right. So. All right. So. This whole process, uh, okay, well, I want to say this. To believe, okay, we says natural man cannot understand the things of God, nor can he discern for the spiritually discern. So for the natural man to start to believe the things of God, he has to be transformed. Renewing it, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Uh, transform and convert it. See? You have to be a new person to believe. The old person don't believe. The old person it's all about what they can control or reason with their mind. The new, that's Keith, so we use Keith Bradley. The old Keith, if I couldn't reason with my mind, I'm not even believing it. You better bring it. That makes sense. The first time I really saw God speak supernaturally, I was in church with my analytical self, sitting in the back, uh, the summit uh, in, in New Jersey. I kind of went to church when I felt like it. Uh, so, but I was a new Christian, so I thought I really was really like living for God now because I'm going to church. Not, I ain't know what I know now. So I'm in the back of the church, and and I my as much I wasn't going to church, but I believed if the man of God was a led by God, he wouldn't have a script. That no one told me that. I just I just that's what I thought. I was like, if it's a script, how I know it came from God? You advanced information. Where's your flow? Where's the spirit? And so the guy had a script, and, and I said this in my mind. I said, mm-hmm, if he's a man of God, he would just flow. Look, he got a script. This is the next thing that came out of his mouth. I preach when I want to. I was like, I know he ain't talking to me. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't say it out loud. Then I made this statement. You know, I'm in there. I said, look at all these hypocrites, because, you know, this is what you do when, you, uh, when you're looking for an excuse not to flow. You judge everybody else's flow. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. They just laughing because everybody else left. They just falling because everybody else falling. They just running because everybody. You're always looking for an excuse. So I was. I was like, man, this ain't no, uh, this ain't God. I said, these people are a bunch of hypocrites. The next thing that came out of that guy's mouth was, he said, if you, what did he say? He said, you're not supposed to be here for the people anyway. You're supposed to be here to see God. I'm like, I ain't say that out loud. Like, how you know? I said, this is spooky. Like, I was because like, it was like he was saying stuff to combat what I was saying in my mind. Then this dude just started flowing. Now, he had the paper. But I'm going to tell you right now, I know good and well that went on that paper. I said, man, I need to, I need to rethink. Like, I don't know nothing. But I had to 
one thing about me, if I if if I may be thinking something, but if I see something contrary to what I'm thinking, I, I, I say to myself, I gotta rethink what I was thinking before. Like, I thought I knew what I was talking about. Evidently, I didn't. I started to grow a little more from that point. I used to sit in the sermons. When I first got into the Word, I was like, man, this dude, he keeps saying all these poems. Just use the Scripture to back up the Scripture. The Lord said, well, why are you sitting in church criticizing them? You can go somewhere where you get the Word. Right? All right, so, so, so I said that to say, our minds have to be uh, converted, transformed and converted, right? So, so that's why we convert souls, we don't comfort them. So, you see, so, so some of us, we think a good Christian comforts everybody. No, a good Christian converts everybody. And conversion is not comfortable. Because, you know, you know another word for conversion is what? Change. Listen. Another word for conversion is what? Change. See, some people didn't say it because it's like, well, I'm not cursing. Because <laughs> change is a curse word to some people. Right? But, but that's what conversion is. So you have to transform, evolve, and you have to be converted. Uh, the scripture says, uh, when you're converted, go strengthen your brother. Right? So, so, so I have to be converted to convert somebody. Right? I have to be converted to go convert. Because otherwise, like, I don't believe it. Right? All right, so you follow me so far. All right, so, so that's why we convert and not comfort or convenience souls. Comfort and convenience leaves people in the flesh. Conversions enters people into the spirit, his presence. Comfort, see, if I comfort you, I'm leaving you in the flesh. I'm making it comfortable. Oh, man, you're a little uncomfortable. Let me be. No. I'm, 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 I'm just picking with Venice right now. Oh, my baby. Let me make you comfortable. Right? Right? But that just leaves, them, leaves people in the flesh. Conversion, that's going to change you. Right? Conversion, that's going to change you. <laughs> right? So we're trying to convert. We're trying to. Look, look. This, uh, 1 Samuel 10, 6. Uh, it says. Saul, when he got around the prophets, it said he was changed into another man, right? He got converted. He was changed into another. See, we're trying to be changed into another man. We're not trying to be the same person. The, per the person that we are don't believe. Fearful, scared. Running around scared, prideful, right? Right? But we're trying to, we're trying to cross over. So, so we have to move out of our conscious mind into a subconscious living in the spirit. We have to go from visiting his presence to living in his presence. Go from visiting to living in his presence. So we want to enter in. See, enter means to pierce or penetrate. The word in means to pull or to draw. So we're trying to penetrate into a pull and a draw, right? We're trying to penetrate into a pull. Enoch and Elijah walked with God and entered in. The, those, the, I mean, besides Jesus, those are the only people that was translated. The, book, the, the Bible says Enoch was and he was not. So he entered in, penetrated the pool. So it's like, it's like if, I, if, I, if I pierce the darkness, if I enter into his presence, it creates a vacuum and it pulls me in, right? All right, so, so basically entering in is walking spiritually in heaven while physically living on earth. Walking spiritually in the heaven realm by physically living on the earth. So that's why you see how people have trances and, and they, uh, they go through trances or open vision. Open vision is you, you sitting here with your eyes open and God gives you a video. You like see stuff. You know, uh, 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 not an open vision, but a, uh, another vision is like your dreams. Like it, God got to put you to sleep because your conscience is getting away. You won't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so there's different levels. Then there's, you know, it's trances, you know, where person is, everything is immobilized, the presence of God, and the person actually is seeing things spiritually. Like somebody's, the person you're talking to or, or something's happened, you're seeing it right before you, like everything. And then you come up out of the trance, you're like, okay, was that daydreaming or what was going on? Well, when you're in God's presence, stuff like that happened. You'll see your dreams triggered at a whole nother level. Now, again, if you're not around the right type of instruction, 
you'll start to see things like as uh, one of the uh, generals, I should probably share this ne next week because we got to do something else today, but one of the generals, he started to, uh, he's to see, uh, was it, discerning the spirits. He's to see in the spirit realm all the time, but he would, uh, it would, it would be so scary, like he would hear what's going on in people's lives. But since no one trained him how to process it, he, he ended up uh, having four breakdowns. This is mentally he broke down. Because, see again, he had a gift, but he wasn't submitted to an atmosphere where he can learn how to navigate and use the gift. So he just started walking around spitting out stuff, saying stuff. Uh, actually, when he started talking, people was just like, what in the world is this fool talking about? And he was talking some godly stuff, but since he didn't, see, see when we submit in the, in the natural, it breaks our, our, our natural man, breaks our fleshly man, because now you have, you have to humble yourself to submit. You have to humble yourself to be accountable and responsible. So when you humble yourself to be accountable and responsible, your flesh gets out the way. Now it makes room for a harmony in the spirit. So now you, you're talking now, people going, that was God. But when you start to mix in your flesh with it, can't nobody hear you? Because now it's, 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 it, sounds, it's, it's, it does sound spooky. Because you don't mix your flesh with it. See, if you prepare yourself, get your flesh out the way, now you start speaking in spirit. When you say a dream, people go, oh, 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 stop for a second. They just dream. I got to hear that. Mix your flesh with it, be like, okay, okay, listen to fruitcake over here. See, so you got to get your flesh out the way so people can hear God, right? All right, so, so just want to keep that in mind. So we said pull and draw, pull and draw, right? Uh, we said pierce and pull. I'm sorry, pierce and pull, pierce and pull. So we walk in the spirit and shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It says, the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, look not on the things that you see for they're temporary. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. So look on the things that I can't see. So the only way you can look into the unseen without being there is to practice God's presence. As the scripture tells me to look at the unseen, man, I'm like, the unseen, I, I believe it when I see it. That's the natural man. But if I spend more time in his presence, the unseen uh, becomes more real to me. Like I, I, I can, you know, uh, Jacob saw the angels going in and out of heaven. I can travel in and out of the spirit realm without being flaky or spooky. I can recognize what's going on, right? Because now I've prepared myself and I have a, a clear understanding, you know, so I don't come across spooky or I'm not intimidated as if it is spooky, right? So again, what, what, what did I do? I entered in. I created an atmosphere. I'm trying to set y'all up for this. So I'm, I'm created, I created an atmosphere or a magnet that attracts God's presence but sucks me into the spirit realm. Because once God's presence shows up, it sucks me into the spirit realm. Now I flow different. I flow different in business. I flow different in my talent. I flow different in my relationships. Because now I'm flowing in the anointing, not in my own head. There's not a person in this room, in this world, that lives in their own head and navigates greatly through relationships. You know, you go look at the movie Beautiful Mind, that dude was a genius. He ended his life uh, doing quadratic equations on a window. But in the anointing, that same genius would have changed the world. You see what I'm saying? Like, but see, some of us are geniuses. We just don't know it, but we stay in the flesh. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't understand. Like, how come, like, I just don't like being around everybody? Yeah, this is because you're gifted to be around particular people. But you can't even recognize that because you stay in the flesh. So in the flesh, now you look like a recluse and isolated. Antisocial. Otherwise, interpreters, I'm afraid to get around with people because half the time when I talk, people, uh, man, they, they, it's, it turns into a debate. They misunderstand. And now I'm trying to explain, but then they don't have time or patience to go deep as I'm trying to explain it. But now they, they blow it off as I'm tripping. But the reason why they blow off as I'm tripping is like, listen, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to people. I'm going to help you out. The people that, that misunderstand your time, they just don't pay enough attention to people. I'm not putting you down. Keeping it real, you're not that important to them. You are important to them, but you're not important enough for them to take the time out to really listen. 
because that's too much. Most people are in their self. They barely got time to pay attention to themselves or the people they're supposed to pay attention to. Now, you start talking, they go, no, that's too deep, and I barely pay attention to the teachers in school. I barely pay attention to the pastor. And now you want me to listen to you? And you ain't got no credibility right now. <laughs> you just talking. And what it is is it takes, see, again, uh, deep calls thunder deep. The natural man can understand, but the spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. You have some deep things of God in you, and they, when you're around people in the spirit, they are willing to search to understand the deep things. You're around people in the flesh, they're like, eh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right? All right, so, 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 I'm just helping you out, especially for some of y'all think something wrong with you, ain't nothing wrong with you. You just got to get in the spirit. Because, see, when I get in the spirit, now I have the wisdom of God. So that same genius is now communicated through the spirit of God and what? The wisdom of God is first uh, peaceable, uh, first pure, then peaceable, easy to be entreated without partiality and full of mercy. So now I take all this genius and I filter it through God and the Holy Spirit and he breaks it down, breaks it down, breaks it down where people can receive from me. But see, because it makes sense to me, I'm sharing it from my mind, not the spirit. And I'm just confusing folk because it has to be filtered for everybody to understand. Just like the electricity from the uh, water to the, to the power station, to the transformers, to the wires, to the circuit breaker, to your house. You can't get that power direct. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> right? All right. So good, 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 good. Stay with me. Stay with me, y'all. Don't leave. Don't stay focused. All right. So this is the thing. The goal is to enter in. Right? We're talking about enter in. And it's um, we, to create that atmosphere. It's, it's, so we do it all the time, but we're using our natural man to do it. Like you know how we introduce a possibility that hasn't existed yet. Worst case scenarios, you know. I should get a whole lot of amens because a whole lot of people use wor worst case scenarios. Now, the worst case scenario hasn't happened, just like what you believe in for hasn't happened. But why does the first worst case scenario gets more play? Right? You just play like. Well, I'm pre preparing for the worst. Why? Why can't we just prepare for the best? Right? So we introduce first, it starts out with what? It, it, it's introduced in our mind, and we play it over and over and over. Uh, Job 3.25, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. Greatly focus on it. It comes upon you, and you go, see, I knew it was going to happen. Never saying, never realizing, you made it happen. Because that, you used your faith for the worst, not the best. Right? Or faith for the cursing versus the blessing if we pull from Sunday's teaching, right? I, so, 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 the, uh, so we greatly, greatly focus on what we don't want until we draw it close enough so it overtakes and consumes us. This is what we're supposed to be doing spiritually, right? Focusing on the spirit, practicing his presence, praying in the spirit so much that we draw it close enough that it overtakes us and consumes us. Right? Uh, John 3. I'm going to go to John 3 in a minute, but I'm going to give you these scriptures. Romans 8 is so we so. So we want to spiritually focus on the presence of God until he's close enough to consume us. So Romans 8 5 says uh, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death. Fleshly minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if I'm spiritually focused, spiritually minded, uh, it's they that are after the flesh mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Romans 8, 5 through 8. Romans 8, verses 5 through 8. So what am I after? Am I after the flesh? Now, now after the flesh doesn't have to be uh, porn and all that. It could be after self. It could be after pride. It could be after fear. It could be after our own convenience and our own comfort. It could be after lazy, but it ain't after the spirit. Spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak, right? All right, so we want to focus on the uh, spiritually focus on the presence of God until he's close enough to consume us. Uh, the scripture says in James, draw an eye unto me, and I'll draw an eye unto you, right? So as we draw to God, uh, uh, Philippians 3 says, I'm apprehending that which is trying to apprehend me. Right? 
So you draw down the guy, draw down to you. They do this with wells. When they want to prime the pump, what do they do? They pour water in. What does that water do? It travels and it creates uh, uh, almost like a magnet. It draws water out. Same thing. See, see, we get in the spirit, we draw the spirit. It's like priming a pump, which is what we're doing right now. We're priming a pump. So when I start praying in the spirit, when I start praying and speaking in tongues, I'm priming a pump. So I'm pouring, I'm pouring in to draw his presence, all right? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, all this time I've been talking about it, people should have been praying in spirit the whole time, right? Ain't that right, Pastor Mal? All right, so, so I'll tell you, John 3. And Marcus, you got that ready? I'll let you know when it's, I, I'm going to show y'all this video. But I want to get, where is John at? Come here, John. John 3. All right, John 3, and, and this is so interesting. So, you know, we've read this before. I want you to see it differently now. Um, verse 1, it says, There was a man of Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night, snuck and saw him. He didn't want to do it on purpose. Pur- in, 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 um, he didn't want to do it where people could see him. And said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. God's realm. Right? If he's, he has to be born again. Converted, right? We just talked about conversion earlier. Nicodemus said unto him, now he's thinking natural, even though Jesus is speaking to him with spiritual principles. He said, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Like, what are you talking about? Born again. Jesus broke it down now. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. We're talking about entering in. He can't enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born submerged in the flesh is flesh. That which is born or submerged in the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I said unto thee, you must be born again. So now what he's saying is you got to be engulfed in the spirit to enter into the things of God, right? Right? You see, you got to be engulfed in to enter in the things of God. 